Dan, Dan, Dan. What's up, Chris? We had a shitty intro last week. We will not let it happen again. Not twice in a row. How the hell are you doing? I'm doing Given the circumstances today, I'm doing well. You are not doing well, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you this is going to trip you out if you're listening to this, and we're not exaggerating. This is completely true. There was a fire today in Ventura, the city that we live in, and it was essentially in the the hills above Dan's house. It's about two miles from my house. Yeah. Two miles from your house, and Dan, your your neighborhood was not threatened, but no. violent billowing brown smoke emerged from the hills. Yeah. And I saw it when I was on my way down to take a run today. And I actually texted you because I was like, I don't know if I said it was in your area or like yeah, it looks uh-huh. like it's coming from your turf. And then is that the first you heard of it? No. So one of my coworkers had texted. It was like, hey, 33 is closed. The highway that I have to take home due to a fire. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. This was mm. probably 330 my time. And then I heard from you about 345. Okay, gotcha. But it was real deal. And it was by yeah. your house, about 100 acres. And if, if you've been 150. following... 150. 150. If you've been following the news, obviously, uh, in California, we've had violent, devastating... The, the gates of hell have opened, and it is 1,000 degrees in Ventura. But yeah, well, but, but, the, but the fires primarily were in Northern California. Correct. And then there was a little burst in Southern California, and they damaged whole neighborhoods. Some of the some of the footage some of the footage they showed is horrifying. Looks like, it's, looks like a movie after the apocalypse. Like a bomb went off. A bomb went off. It it's really... Crazy. Really, really does have this sad video that got a lot of traction of a a, a post office. Uh, yeah, yeah, car the, the postal delivery truck driving through a, a burnt down city. <laughs> There's burnt nothing down. to deliver to, and he's still driving. It's crazy, yeah. but we avoided that. Ventura County, where we live, for whatever reason, was completely. It's true because it happened up north. It happened down south in Anaheim, but where we are so far, there was a couple has hundred been okay. radius where we weren't affected at all. Yeah. We didn't have any smoke. We didn't have any bad conditions. The weather was great. We're seeing all these horrifying stories of our state, but California is so. Big. It's gigantic. I mean, California's the size of the United Kingdom for, for at least top to bottom. Size of Japan. Size of, oh my God, it's the size of the country of Japan. It is. That's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. Roughly. Um, you know, so uh, we've been uh, free of that, but today we got hit. Luckily, it was a small fire, did not damage any structures, but it was close to your house to the point that the exit to your house was actually closed for a while. Yeah, so when I got this news today, I was like, uh, I gotta get home because I might have to evacuate and yeah. like, go get my dogs and like my go bag and Le- get the fuck out. Legitimate evacuation. Yeah, yeah, which which didn't happen. It wasn't even close to happening. But, you know, a, a friend of ours that lives around the corner did that. Packed up his kids, packed up their dogs, Sam, split. I ain't playing. No, he's like, fuck it, which, which I would have done, but we kind of waited and everything was cool. But there's a lot of fear with that of what happened up north because yeah. those fires moved so fast. Suddenly neighborhoods were engulfed and people were barely escaping with their lives and yes. they lost everything. They have. Yeah. It's terrifying. So a little weird that that would even happen now and so close to your house, but the freeway now is open. Everything's back to normal. Certain exits are closed. It looks like they have put the fire out or they're close to. There's no more black billowing smoke, so I think the fire is mostly out, if not completely out. But it was extreme. They had the water uh, air carriers. I saw the tankers flying over and dropping water and stuff. And in the midst of all that, the power went out. Uh, so I live on, on a street off of a main street in Ventura called The Avenue. It's called Ventura Avenue. Okay, and we've talked about this many times. Longtime Fresh Talk listeners will know Dan essentially lives in another fucking country. in the hinterlands. He is so far. Like, he, it's the city of Ventura, sort of. It's no, like uh, no the, it's not. I'm outside the city limits of Ventura. I am in Ventura County. He's in Ventura County. Unincorporated into but, the city of Ventura. But to understand Ventura, he's still in the outskirts of the city. It's but close. It is far as hell. And oddly enough, I'm at the first exit. 
entering the city of Ventura. That's true. And Dan is past the last exit <laughs> in the incorporated area. So you and I, and again, this is not far. For most people, they would it's, laugh it's at how seven far miles. it is. Seven miles. But when traffic's ugly, yeah. it can be it can be 30 minutes. Nine or 10 minutes. Yeah, nine or 10 minutes. <laughs> right, right. No, no, it can and take a while. A little too close for comfort with all the fire. and It was crazy today. And in the midst of all that, the power went out. Mm-hmm. So my, my office building had no power. Did the power go out because the fire caught a power line somewhere? I don't know. The report said due to fire. I think a transformer probably. Uh-huh. But they got it up pretty quick. They did. I was really surprised um, for for the amount of people that were affected by this transformer failure because there were several that went down. And we're not talking about the failure of the Transformers franchise to be any good. No, that's a totally different abject failure. Um, first this, 20 minutes of the first Transformers is awesome. though. That's because you like Megan Fox. Yeah, um, then I saw their hands. <laughs> Toe thumbs. Anyway. Yes, the power was out. Given this scale, I thought it could be like tomorrow before the power came back. We on. thought the podcast was in jeopardy. I, it was in jeopardy. I was like, yeah. "Well, that's it." Yeah, and we not happening. And, and the worst part is, we finally have a goddamn know, special, a special guest. fucking episode. We finally have a special pumping guest. it up on Facebook and stuff. And it was gonna get it was gonna get denied, but we have survived. We are okay. Everything seems to be working from a technological standpoint. So far, so good. Okay, we didn't good. fuck up the intro, so that's a bonus. Great, great, yeah. So that's a situation. Um, near near uh, violent catastrophe in your neighborhood, but we are currently safe. Everything is. Okay, we made it. However, it is hot as hell out here. It's hot as fuck. It is unbelievable. It's 106 here today. 106. What's what's occurring? The Santa Ana winds. An extreme case. There's of them. there's a high pressure over Ventura, over the over the Southern California area. But heavy where we are. Yes, heavy where we are. Well, LA is just but as bad. We escape it. This is the beauty of living in the city of Ventura. We're right by the water. We normally, when everyone in LA is in hell, yep. we're loving life. Unless the high pressure is over in such a way that the air swirls around and comes to us from the deserts of Arizona. And which they is came. Precisely what happened yesterday and today, and it was. Um, low hundreds yesterday and today, it, which I know people are like, that's not Arizona, Bakersfield, Fresno. It, that happens. It, it doesn't happen here. And it felt like Arizona. Fuck I kept it. telling people it felt, it reminded me of playing the Warp Tour in Arizona when yeah. I saw the first ever funnel cloud that was totally heat induced. Yeah. It was so hot the one day we played in Arizona, hottest day in the history of the Warp Tour. You could see the heat. And you say, what are you talking about? You can't see heat. No, God damn it. You could see the heat. There were strange <laughs> sort of like clouds that were just, it was wild. It was crazy. I'll tell you what, man. I People was in, passing out everywhere. Remember I was that? in the computer lab today, you know, doing my job. And we, of course, have the AC on in the lab because it's a thousand degrees. And by job, Dan means turning the lights off and eating El Polo Loco, hoping nobody calls him for uh, an emergency. I was swapping out hard drives and small factor four machines. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Close enough. I shut the power off. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have to turn the power on quite a few times because <laughs> It kept shutting off because of the heat. A little on the inside, I know. A little inside, I know. We're working in a classroom, and the fucking window just breaks. No way. It just shattered from the heat. From the, from so the, the heat, not the wind. Not the wind, because it wasn't that windy at that time. The and window said, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> and there's like six of us in the lab, so we heard a noise, and my coworker looks up and is like, did that window just break? And like all this, we look at the window, and it's got like, looks like a frosted glass window. And we're like, that wasn't... a. F- we look outside. The thing is fucking shattered. We're like, are there kids out there? Wow. The screen on the outside, perfect. Nothing happened. There was no, like, rock mark or bullet hole. The window just gave up on life and yeah. shattered because of the heat. It's that hot. It and is it's, that it's hot. It's really bizarre. But it's not humid. And it it's not humid. It's not humid. It's a weird thing. But when I walked outside today, dead. I was hit with a, um, I don't know how else to describe it besides a, almost like a heat, like a wind, like, 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 
Uh, yeah, like like someone was in front of my house with a massive blow dryer and they turned it on because <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, like it's it's hot as hell. And damn it, it is. we pay way too much money to have this type of weather. That's why we don't live in the desert. Dude, if I'm going to live in Bakersfield weather, at least give me Bakersfield prices. Yes. Good which call. I'm not getting. Yeah. Or at least Bakersfield people. That's a joke. <laughs> Bakersfield pizza? <laughs> not, not. I've eaten some pizza in Bakersfield because we used to play a place in Bakersfield called Jerry's, Jerry's pizza, pizza. Of course. And the pizza was bad. They just they gave us free pizza and free beer. It was... It was what a weird scene that was. Oh, God, talk we were playing in that basement hot as fuck. We always used to talk about how that was a place where good chance somebody may die. And the sad part is because it was this underground dark basement. I mean, anything went down there. Like, you know, fights. I mean, it was crazy. Like, you could have a whole knife fight down there. But we always said someone would die down there. And nobody would And we wouldn't be discovered until <laughs> next week when there was a show. I mean, it was that wild. Loading I mean, in like, what the fuck is this? It was a weird place. Dangerous. And the guy that used to promote there was really Stairs crazy. were dangerous. He was nice to us, but he was... He was. He different. had a reputation. Yeah, he had quite the reputation. That was he a did. weird venue, pizza place, and you didn't play in the pizza place. You played downstairs in the dank basement. Which California isn't known for their basements. Yeah, we that don't was really have them here. We would find basement shows that were like house parties and 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 almost basement shows. Was, yeah. Do you remember the series of basement shows when that got hot, where it was like, mm-hmm. um, at least in our scene or even the more hardcore punk scene, where it was a basement show. It wasn't a, a show with a promoter at a venue. Yeah. And it wasn't a party. It was an actual kind of in show between. in a base. Yeah. Yeah. It was an actual show in a basement. It, you know, I mean, we didn't do many of those, to be honest with you, like proper. We played venues that were in basements, but we played one or two basement shows. Yeah. Where I remember playing one in Minnesota. I played next to a furnace. Yeah. There you go. I remember playing one in Wisconsin. Like we we're oh, maybe that might be the same one. Yeah. We we're legitimately but we played with um, Saving Face, which was uh, yeah, that's probably Sarah's it. band. That's probably who went on to basically become super associated with the Warp Tour. I thought that was Starting Line. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> starting Line was a huge drive through band. That was Kenny with the blonde hair. Oh. Tell me what you want, when? Was this, what was this Saving Face? Saving Face was a uh, female-fronted no, right. no, no, pop-punk trio. I remember. Two steps to the left, two steps to the right. They had this great, hooky, amazing song. They were homies of ours. Yeah, we, no, we no, I, shows. no. I definitely know who they are. The just name struck me as wrong. Saving face. I had the button on my book bag for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next Sarah. to fuck art, let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's button. <laughs> of course it is. Yes, absolutely. Well, hey, Dan, listen, man, let's just get down to brass tacks. We got a guest. We do finally have a guest. And we got a guest because something super cool happened. You might have noticed if you follow Army of Freshmen on Facebook, we had a pretty big announcement. And that is, drum roll, no pun intended that I just said drum roll. Hello! Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Milligan has rejoined Army of Freshmen. And not only that, he's on the fucking podcast. And he's on the podcast. Mike, can you see us or hear us? I got you. What's up, guys? Hey, there he is. Excellent. I see I see footage of him. Now, Dan's trying to get technical lately, Mike, and he's trying to actually incorporate visuals. Oh, I got it. I got it. He's ain't, on there. Ain't working out so good so far. <laughs> but um, you know, just in general with your with. Anyway, the bottom line, forget all that. Mike, <laughs> I try to look at Mike or look at Dan. I don't know what to do. Look at whoever the fuck you want, J-Man. Mike, speak so I can see if you're in time with what you're saying. What's up, J-Man? He's Why well, you got to rag on Dan so hard? Actually, you want to look at that one if you want to look at Okay, he's solid. That's, okay. that's more real time over excellent, here. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Mike, how's it going, man? How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Good, we're melting. Yeah, we're hot as hell. What's the weather like out where you are? We have the complete opposite. It is 42 degrees 
the high all week is 40 and the lows are going to dip into the 20s. We have the opposite problem. Oh, so 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 um, now real quick for our listeners. Mike no longer lives in Ventura. No, Mike lives outside of Chicago, right, Mike? Yeah, suburbs. Yeah, suburbs of Chicago in a uh, uh, non-disclosed location, you know, for, uh, you know. Downers <laughs> Grove. He's a, <laughs> he's a political dissentist. Um, but, uh, Mike, obviously in the Midwest, uh, talk, talk to us about weather real quick. Everything's getting fucked up. You know, obviously global warming, all that shit. We're in the middle of a heat wave at the end of October. It sounds like winter is starting for you when it still should be fall. Are you saying winter is coming? Is that right? Yes. The strangest thing of this whole the year is that all of the seasons have been one to two months either behind or ahead. So it okay. was Saturday. It was 85 degrees. And then overnight it started to rain and now it's 42. Like it literally dropped oh. 50%. That's crazy. Just like that. And I, I, yeah. I feel like that's happening everywhere. I feel like we're getting rid of autumn and spring and what's going down is like, we're just going right from summer it's a winter and it's devastating crops. They're not having their growth time or their essential, like the slow death of fall. Like trees don't know what to do. It's like they're bright green. And then all of a sudden they're there's dead. ice on them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bizarre because I think um, Chicago is a beautiful area in the fall, but old school proper fall, not this new school. Like now it's freezing. Like, you know, especially it gets so cold with the winters where you live now and the winters are so brutal. God damn it. You deserve a fall. You know, you deserve two good months like oh this is beautiful you know yeah a, a month ago it dropped down into the 50s the leaves started to change and actually just a week ago i started cleaning up all the leaves in my yard and then it started raining and everything turned green again because it was 80 degrees <laughs> and now it's fall again like like no one knows what to do i don't like the closets you have your jackets you have your t-shirts you're like back and forth between them it's it's messed oh, up it's wild well dude fuck the weather dude how have you been mike <laughs> what have you been up to for the past seven years besides breeding <laughs> yeah that that's me i'm Ad now that is pretty much it. Um, working, uh, did a little couple music projects, had some fun there. Um, Tell us yeah. about the music projects that you've done since since you left Army of Freshmen. You moved to Chicago, and what, what did you do? What did you do musically? Um, uh, so me and some uh, some friends of ours that um, I've known for a very long time. Essentially, four guys from four bands that uh, have done well for themselves in Chicago. Um, that's a great, by the way, that's a great one sentence review of your first release. Four guys from four bands that have done well for themselves. (laughs) (laughs) So we all just got together and we decided to write some music that we, uh, I guess wanted to play. We were all years past the, uh, the point of trying to do anything for a specific genre. And we just started writing tunes and we had a bunch of fun with it for about a year and a half. Um, what was the name name of the band? Set fire to reason. Reason. That's right. Yeah. It was, um, reason. Dan Precision, uh, who is the guitar player from 88 Fingers Louie and Rise Against, uh, he is the kind of uh, driver behind that band. Um, and got a couple of us together and we, we started playing some music. That's great. How would you how would you classify the band? Like genre wise? I know you say we didn't want to be a genre, but to me, it really did sound like a genre. Yeah, it was very fast, melodic punk rock. But there was a song on there that sounded like it could have come off a refused album. Uh, there was one that was kind of pop punk. There was it was it was all over the place. We actually recorded an entire record that no one ever heard that was even more varied. <laughs> That's funny because we, we 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 have recorded some records that no one ever. That is heard. true. I've been there. Sure, I got 
Yeah, if you pull up my iTunes for freshmen, there's a bunch of records on there that no one's ever heard. <laughs> yeah, apparently Mike, you wrote a bunch of songs on them, too. Yeah, exactly. According Mike to Google, yeah. History of, yeah. Mike has a long history of being in bands that make records that no one's heard. He's just got tons of them. Um, Story so, of my life. Uh, yeah, set, set fire to reason. Um, I, I would classify it as skate punk. And I, I don't. Do you take okay. that as an insult? No, I just, uh, to be honest with you, I kind of stopped paying attention to where within the punk lines the genres start to bleed. I don't know what skate versus, I I said melodic, and I don't even know if I know what that means. So it was just fun, fast punk rock music. That's all we did. It was fast. I guess that was the difference. I mean, if somebody knew you from Army of Freshmen and they go to look up Set Fire to Reason, I think they would find it faster, a little harder, for lack of a better word. Like, this was you really doing your chops. You really had to move in that band, play a lot of stuff. When I was in high school, I played in a lot of really fast bands like that. And so it was kind of fun to get back to doing that. So. It was cool. Mm-hmm. So you did a band called Set Fire to Reason, right? Yeah. Um, and then they that kind of just sort of naturally disbanded, right? It kind of people just sort of went their separate ways. Is, was that the gist of it? Yeah. Um, 88 Fingers Louie got back together and essentially they started writing. I had uh, my daughter and we all just kind of started hanging and talking more than we did playing. Uh, our singer was busy doing work stuff in his own band. So, yeah, it kind of naturally just went on pause and we all still talk and are friends, but uh, haven't played mm-hmm. anything together in a while. So, And and what's kind of odd about this, uh, Mike, is and you and I have talked recently, but what's 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 crazy to me is in a weird way, even though you weren't in the band anymore, you had a bit of the same trajectory as our band. Like for the past two years, you've kind of been dormant, not really doing any music, just like we haven't done any. So the timing was really weird, like when freshmen slowed down. I correct me if I'm wrong, was around the time that set fire to reason slowed down. So even yep. though we were in completely different places, we were both sort of like <laughs> we all went, eh, yeah. maybe later. Exactly, exactly. So um yeah. but uh the good news is, Mike, um, you were officially back in the band and you've been back in the band now for a couple months. Nobody's known it because we had to keep quiet about it. Uh yeah. but we announced it. I don't know when this is gonna air, Dan, but from when we're recording this, we announced it yesterday. Yesterday. And I mean, I'm I'm, going to be straight up and you and I have not talked about this at all. Mike said this is the first time we're talking about it. Um, Were you surprised by the reaction? Because I thought people would be stoked. Obviously, people have known us for a long time. Naturally, they'd be excited. But damn, dude, it was a really people really good response. So stoked. What, What did you think? The only thing I can say is humbled, I guess, is the term I would use. It was pretty awesome. I mean, you, you put that up there. I was I was at work, you know, when you put it up and I got out of work and I just had a, a million notifications on my phone. I started reading through all the comments and trying to write back as many as I could. And um, I, I'm just I, I appreciate everyone for being so supportive of, of me being back with you guys. And, um, you know, it's this is going to be an incredible tour, but it's it's amazing to kind of. Uh, I feel like nothing ever stopped, you know. Um, so I appreciate everyone for their support. That's awesome, man. I mean, I mean, honestly, it must have been like a pretty cool thing because that had nothing to do with us. That wasn't about Army of Freshmen or anything. That was literally about you. Like, hey, everybody, Mike is is back in the band, and dude, like it's gotten. I mean, and again, on we've never been very social media savvy, as as you know. You know, we were late to the party. We were MySpace guys. The reality of it is, Army of Freshmen was at its peak and really dominant on social media when MySpace was the only only platform 
right? Yeah, the real because yeah. the Friendster came and went, and then Facebook was around, but you couldn't sign up for it because you had to be a college student. Yeah. Like it came later, so MySpace was our big push. That was our world. That's yeah. when we did really good. And of course, you know, just like anything else, we get involved with it. It died. Um, but <laughs> we were late to Facebook. We were late to Twitter. My God, we started our Instagram like two weeks ago. I mean, we're ancient. <laughs> we're like fucking grandmas, you know. Um, but with that said, dude, the, I mean, the response on Facebook within a day, like within a couple hours, got like three hundred likes. Likes, man. I mean, I mean, that's that's really cool. That's a, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but is it is it nice to be remembered? I mean, because honestly, you know, we we separated for lack of a better word. And it must have been weird for you that we're still doing stuff. You know, I, I'm sure that there were some weird emotions and feelings on everybody's end. And uh, to suddenly um, just just be welcomed back by by the fans. That must have been like a really cool thing, you know, like. I don't have very many words. It was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Um, we did, we did go through a, a separation period and, you know, for a while you guys were doing your stuff and, and we weren't exactly all like texting or, you know, chatting it all that much uh, for a while. But, um, I, uh, I'm really happy on a comedy note that no one was like, Oh yeah, fuck that guy. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> that we, we put me in a bad mood. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, you know, honestly, can't all... handle that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every one of those comments that we got on the uh, Facebook, they're actually it's all fake news. That was Dan under assumed names. We got one comment. And <laughs> I've said, been busy. It said "fuck that guy," and then we're like, "Uh oh, Dan, you got to get on." Um, I thought it was oh, weird. It said man. Fox News in the corner. So. <laughs> it's weird. Isn't yeah, it? yeah I, I was really happy to see that. I thought people would be stoked. I mean, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they be pumped up? You know, especially if they went to see us back in the day when yeah. you were in the band. And we're. It's been what. Uh, not even 48 hours and we're at 250 com- comments not like comments? likes or reshares like 250 comments? comments on that post which is a you know that's self-explanatory is wild that's yeah, phenomenal yeah, that's I, a, I, yeah other other bands sure. other you know go ahead I'm pretty sure 240 of them like, like, like. <laughs> are not showing up on my feed because I only saw about 10 of them but I appreciate uh-huh. that yeah uh, you know, I actually Dan don't go on Facebook all that much so uh, I kind of miss uh-huh. the Facebook like part of it <laughs> so, Twitter and uh, so, Instagram are my two my two things. Cool. Let's talk about that really quick. If anybody's listening to this that was unaware of this, and I'm sure they are. If you're listening to this podcast, you know who we are. But um, where can people stay up to date with you? Where can they connect with you? What are, what are your quote unquote social your that, socials? That, that you invite people to check out? Um, it's basically at Mike Milligan um, is my. I think Twitter is actually underscore Mike Milligan because one of those stupid. Everybody, you know, has there's Mike Milligan 27 and all that crap. But um, at mm-hmm. Mike Milligan on both of them will find will find me on Instagram and on I, Twitter. I thought there was like a Mike E. Milligan somewhere. Am I messing that up? You know, what? See, I'm not even on that, that much. I don't even know my own. Yeah, I don't even know <laughs> no, my own handle. Your, your Twitter Here, is Mike underscore Mike, Mike Milligan. Okay, so Twitter is underscore Mike Milligan. If people want to follow you on I Twitter. I don't know about Insta or anything else, yeah. really. I think it's just I, I really Mike Milligan. It, or Mikey Milligan okay. on Instagram. One of the cool, two. cool, cool. Well, if you go to our brand new Instagram, uh, you can see the post <laughs> about Mike and you can see his uh, actual handle on there. So that's where people can find you. So, I mean, Mike, let's let's talk about how all of this came about, because that's what people are really interested in knowing. Um, again, we have been talking to you 
we have been involved in talking about doing this for a while now, but we had to keep it quiet and we wanted to keep this a surprise too. Our whole goal in 2018 for our 20th anniversary is to surprise people. We want, we want somebody to check out the army freshman's page and every two months there's like, Holy shit. I wasn't expecting that. Obviously you were a big part of that surprise. We all kept quiet, which was difficult to do because you were not in Chicago. You were in Ventura last weekend Two weekends ago. Two weekends ago. Jamming with us, and we had to stay off the socials. We couldn't take pictures. Yep. We, we, like, was it hard for you to keep that under wraps? <laughs> Chris actually fucked up and pre announced you on this podcast, and I had to bleep it out. Yeah. Yeah. We actually I heard it because I watched the Facebook one. Well, that's why you watch the Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Never you get that Facebook, you may get all the racist tirades that Dan goes through, but he bleats them all out by the time it makes the audio. <laughs> you luckily, listen to this one. Luckily, nobody watches the visual. They have all listen to it. But, um, um, so was yeah, it hard for you? J- Dan overdubs James Earl Jones's voice over his stuff too. It's very strange. <laughs> I'm very calming. Um, what, was it was it was it weird for you to like not tell people outside of your close family and friends? Yeah, it, honestly, the hardest thing was that um, Instagram. I like uh, visuals, so I, for instance, we went and got you know my one of my favorite restaurants in the country, Spencer McKenzie's. We went and got tacos. I wanted to take a photo and be like, I'm in my favorite place ever, but I just uh-huh. had to refrain from doing so. You know, I, Owen and I took it. a photo and I was like, basically had to stop all of us from trying to post that because, <laughs> you know, it was just like, I'm with my boys. Oh, wait. You know, so it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of hard. The, cat's at, the, the cat is out of the bag. I mean, had there been a picture of you. I mean, you know, for the people that are fans or care, remember, they would know. There'd be no way that Mike's just visiting, going to Spencer McKenzie's, you know? When I did see a couple, um, well, one, I should say, not a couple. Did anybody sniff it out? Yeah, Chaz was like, I had a feeling this was coming. Well, a lot of people said, I had a feeling this is coming, but I don't buy that versus, like, I know for a fact. But, Mike, you you did a damn good job, because back in the day, your reputation was a guy that couldn't keep a secret for shit. So, obviously, a (laughs) lot has changed, you know what I mean? Back in the day, hey, Mike, we may be doing this tour. Mike's already printing t-shirts. You know, the next day, like, you know, you'd be at Salzer's and be like, shooting why do you have an Army of Freshmen China in 2018? Like, oh, really, just told me about it. Just no reason. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, you did a, you, you did a fine job. Money, so, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, let's let's talk about how this came about. Um, on two episodes ago, we talked about the Get Happy Tour. We did. We talked about how the whole thing came about. But um, you know, let, let's give a little background for the the people that are interested. Um, you and I, you were kind of reaching out a little bit. Is that fair to say? Like you and I were kind of in contact a little more, and you know, we got on the phone once or twice and bullshitting yeah. a little bit. And and you were interested as we were in doing something. But I had told you, dude, we haven't done yeah. shit for two years. We kind of basically been on hiatus. We want to do something next year. You and I talked a little bit. I mean, what what do you recall of those conversations? Because this was definitely not anything that was planned at the time. We were just both kind of almost like. Yeah, this is going to sound really weird, but you know how like when you're like, wait, you know, is there a chance that I could hook up with this girl again? You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing, you know. You're not hooking up with me, J-Man. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Ship is sailing. He's really sad in, about I, I wanted to say once He's you, really I wanted to say once you go black, you don't come back. <laughs> no, that's insulting and racist. Once you go black, you never go back. And yeah, once you, J-Man, once you go to J once you go to keep keep digging, J man. Once you go to J man, you like man, ma'am. 
You're really not doing yourself any favors. He's trying to tell us something. What's going on over here? Cool. Bleep that out. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so so we talked a little bit. And and what do you remember about that? Just bullshitting, you know? Um, So you and I would have our – well, for for everyone out there that uh, does not already know this, Chris and I are both very much talkers. And we used to live together for a very long period of time. Um, Honestly, why we couldn't have you do a fresh talk live when you were in town because there would be no oxygen left in the room for anyone (laughs) to breathe. We'd all pass out and die. I would actually – I'd support that then. (laughs) so we would we would spend hours planning a tour doing whatever you know uh it it was fun so you and i every six months we would give ourselves an hour to an hour and a half and we would catch up just catch up a little bit yeah yeah shooting the breeze you're talking recently like in the past year or two you know there was a couple years we didn't talk you know but past year or two catch up a little bit you know a few of the guys we you know we we text every now and then or there's a, there's one group text at Thanksgiving or Christmas or something that says like you know hey I love you guys but it wasn't really routine so you and I have been talking and I think I, I said something about how I wanted to do some kind of video collection or I just I was thinking about kind of more documenting everything that we had done before we all mm. forget and we were just like yeah that'd be great for a 20 year anniversary thing and then we didn't talk again for a few months and and then. Um, I mean, from my recollection of what happened is, was that May? You called me. It was May, yeah. We, we had spent a, a week or two trying to get back and forth on, uh, trying to get on the phone with each other. And then you called. And, you know, the funny thing was is that I, I was driving in the car and you were telling me about just a strange story, I think you called it, about how you and Jared had been talking and you went to a show and, and this whole thing kind of started to come together. And then I was, you were really in, in to the story. You were maybe yeah. like 15, 20 minutes into the story, which, again, is kind of normal. I didn't really think anything of it. And then, like, it just kept going, and I was really confused. And then I was like, where is he going with all this? And then you were like, so we want to know, like, do you want back in? Are we going to do this? And yeah. I was just – I <laughs> Are you in? I almost had to crash the car because I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to do this. Um, so I appreciate you calling me. Um, <laughs> didn't write totally. me off for dead. Appreciate that. Yeah, but uh, I, I just just so you know, you're the fourth guy. <laughs> we, got, we got turned down three times prior. You know, oh shit, gotta go down the middle. But did it catch you? Did it catch 10, you off I'll guard? It. Did it catch you off guard? It did because I thought, I honestly, at first, wasn't really sure. Like, I I haven't been a part of it, so I actually had like no no odd feeling. Like this is weird that Chris is calling me. I just thought you were excited and. You want to talk about it? Maybe you you know needed my help getting something together, or you know for the anniversary. I really didn't think anything of it yeah. until you actually but said the word. That'd be super dick if I was saying there may be this awesome <laughs> tour, and I'm so excited I want to tell you about it. You know, can you come film <laughs> it? <laughs> oh God, that'd be the meanest thing on earth. That's true. <laughs> it would be. So we're thinking, well, man, Jim, maybe I, you could come. I've film known you it. for 15 years. I kind of expected, yeah, you know, maybe you'd ask me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. So we, were you sitting there on the phone thinking, like, dude, is he going to ask me to do this? Because I don't think I told you it was 100% go I was thinking no. like I think I kept trying to like I was trying to mess with you a little bit like yo like it's looking like there's a chance it's not really put together yet I was kind of like making it soft and if I remember correctly then I just said dude it's fucking happening made and it hard. You to come. <laughs> okay I'm not having a good night on that front. I'll readily admit it I can't do um, this <laughs> yes <laughs> Well, as I was saying, which I was so rudely Showstopper. Spoonie Weinstein over Millie's here. gone. He's gone. 
anyway, I, I, I tried to surprise you with it because we had met um, prior to talking to you and I told all the guys and I, I pulled the same thing. I kind of told them the pre-story, kind of let them think that it was like a possibility and everybody's like, dude, that'd be cool. Let's see how everything plays out. And then I just said, I'm full of shit. We got the offer. It's actually happening. It's going down. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I haven't got to tell you guys good news in two years. So I wanted to, you know, you know, make make a show out of it. And I basically tried to do the same thing on the phone. And to your credit, you said yes immediately, which was awesome, which is what I wanted to hear. I mean, honestly, if you were hemming and hawing, it would have been a little bit of a bummer on my end, you know, because we want you pumped. We want we want you to be part of this because you're excited to do it, not because like, oh, you know, and, you know, you said well, there's one or two things I got to check out, obviously. But you were like, I'm going to find a way to make it happen. You know, it was great. Of course, you can't pass up an opportunity to not only hang out with you guys and, and play music again. The, the thing that we did for so many years, um, that was is such a huge part of all of us. But um, to do it on that level with with Bowling for Soup and I believe at that time we didn't even know if there was going to who the support was going to be. And so uh, yeah. but just to rekindle that and, and go back out and do the tour and um you know, we, we were tossing around whether it may be get happy or not. And uh, it, I, how can you say no to any of that? I mean, for any yeah. reason, you know, 100 percent, 100 percent. I mean, it's the 20th anniversary. It's the band that we are so closely associated with, that we all love, that we're friends with, that we haven't played with in a long time. I mean, and, and just so you know, and you already know this, but there was no question for us. I mean, it was just like we got to call Mike immediately everybody all the way a hundred percent it was just it's just where we went it was the it was the, the right thing to do and um and you were stoked to do it and and we have been obviously in communication uh ever since kind of putting some things together and then of course we had the real big announcement which, which was huge and we were sitting on it because one thing I we talked about it Dan a lot is we didn't want to say we're coming back on get happy and Mike Malligan's coming with us. Like we really wanted to wanted focus. To we wanted to focus <clears throat> the announcements because for us that's a big deal. I mean, for most people, I mean, maybe it's not, but it's big for us. You know, it, it's big that you're back in the band, and we want to make it really clear if you're listening to this and, and you're a fan of the band, Mike's back in the band. He's not coming back for these shows, and then if we do something else, he won't be a part of it. If Army of Freshmen does something. As of right now, Mike's going to be a part of it, you know, and and again, we hey, we got surprises. So we don't know what the rest of the year holds in store. But I mean, obviously, we've all talked and we'd like to see if there's a couple little opportunities, but we got to focus on this big one first, you know. So, Mike, um, you know. When you got off the phone with me after I called you, like, was it cool? Was it like a movie moment where you're like, were you like, fuck yeah? Like, or were you just like, holy shit? Because forget about playing with us what again. What have I done? Who gives a fuck about playing with us? I just called you and said, you're <laughs> going to be playing huge shows. Like, I call, I didn't say, hey, Mike, come back. We'll play our local bar a couple times just for an anniversary show. I called you and said, get happy is coming back. One, number one. Number two, we're going to a foreign country where we have a lot of friends and do really well. Oh, and by the way, it's going to be big venues. Like we're, we're playing huge theaters, not pubs. I mean, like what were you most excited about? Too many thoughts on <laughs> the honest truth was at first, you know, we you guys talk about it a lot on the podcast, but, you know, we all have jobs and, you know, responsibilities. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm a parent now. I'm a father of two children. And, you know, your life revolves around what's going on your day to day. The first thing that I thought of, I was actually was in the driveway sitting, you know, talking in the car. And I, I remember hanging up the phone and I stopped and I said, there's no way I'm in shape for this. And I immediately thought about how I had to get in shape. <laughs> 
We did talk about that last week. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. Chris and myself. Yeah, yeah. Dan, I had to do this extensive. Everyone's going into uh, training, you it's know. panic mode about yeah, training. T- Fuck, I got to get in shape. I'm going to die. Yeah, like, totally. Dan, the funny Dan thing was, was, what was that, five months ago? Yeah, in May. And, yeah. And I was, I was dreading. I didn't know if it was enough time, honestly, <laughs> to get back in shape. I I've got like, nine months. Is that enough? This isn't going to happen. So, so, um, so with that said, Mike, we, uh, we decided, Hey, let's all kind of learn some songs on our own. You know, you get back on the kit, get, get, get tight again. We, two weeks ago, you came out under the cover of night, uh, total secrecy. And for two days we jammed, we had a fucking blast. It was so good to kick it and, and just have fun like the old days, but we played and played and played, I think eight hours the first day and four hours the next day. Cause the six of us have not played together since August of 2011. It's true. An army of freshmen has not played a show since, I believe, November of 2014. Yeah, I guess you're right, 14. Yeah, maybe 15. 15. 14. No, 14. No, no, 14. No, no, 14. No, 2014. because we're over three years. No, it's, it's 14. Positive. Because we had already filmed the film. We had already made the movie. And we were editing. And, and we did it. Uh, at any rate, long time. It's been a long it's time since a we while. played. A long time. Um, and... Uh, as, as, as we talked about, Dan, on the podcast, uh, you know, after a couple hours, it started to really cook. It was sounding really good. But, Mike, you were fucking rocking, dude. And I've already told you this. You. And anybody listening, Mike still has it. Because you do see, especially with drums, because it's such a grueling physical instrument, you see guys that don't have it anymore. I see it all the time. I'll go see a band and be like, dude, like, what happened? You know what I mean? Like, that guy used to be, like, such a great drummer, you know? I mean, d- how much practice did you do? Did you, like, say, oh, fuck, I got to come correct and really be tight? I mean, because you came tight. Like, you were ready to play shows. You barely messed up. I Well, I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, um, well, like I said, I was freaked out about uh, being out of drum shape. I, I think I was in decent, okay physical condition but it's totally different the muscles and your arms and your wrists and your shoulders and i i just kind of was like i have to i have to get in shape so i spent uh, a minimum of two days a week basically um you can see behind me i have my electric kit uh here in my garage and i just popped the headphones in the first night i was like i'm gonna do this and i think i made it eight <laughs> songs how in. soon how soon before you actually sat down to play an army of freshman song was it like the next day a week the next two day. weeks Next day, you were just on it. Yeah. That's so dope, dude. What was the first song you tried? What's the the first song you played? I actually went through and I said, what is the easiest song I think I'm going to be able to play? And I I think it was Wrinkle in Time, actually. I was like, this should should be okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And uh, I I played eight songs. dope, by the way. Oddly enough, out of all the songs we jammed this past weekend, there was something that was just clicking about that jam. I mean, I I mean, I know we haven't discussed what our set is yet. Really letting that slip. Well, I, I'm not saying we don't have a set yet. We don't, and that's true. That's We're true. not lying to anybody. But that's man, true. I'm gonna put my hand up for that one because that fucking song is a good ass song. We, oh, we were trying to pull rocking. out all the jams and just see if we can remember them and get as many songs tight. But I played that. I played eight songs that first night, and I came up with six blisters on my hands, and I couldn't <laughs> touch a drumstick for a week and a half. And then I started doing two times a week, and uh, I put a lot of effort in because, I mean, obviously, you know, I, there's travel involved. I, had, I came out on a Friday night at 11 o'clock or whatever time that was, and we did two straight days, and I left. And there was no yeah. messing around. I didn't want to waste any time. Yeah. So. 
I wanted I wanted to I wanted to be responsible for being as tight as I could be so that we could yeah. focus on smaller things. Um, Same. But, uh, and you and, and you man. did, man. You really did a hell of a job. I, we were all all of us yeah, have since yeah. said that you really came. You, you came correct, you know, because there's a world we could have been like, yo, guys. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you could have come out and not you, you would have never sucked by any means, but you could have been like, OK, next time I come, next time I come, I'll be awesome. But you came out ready to rock, dude. And it was it was a real joy to play with. you. It was a real pleasure. And it was a fun weekend. And, and you and I went in the old school. I, I, I was telling Dan, everybody fell back into their roles. It was so weird. Personalities that people don't <laughs> yeah. have as much. Like the guy yeah. that got a little crazy with boozing, he got a little crazy with boozing. You know what I mean? The guy that worried too much, he worried. The guy that bitched too much, he bitched. You know, like everybody kind of became everything that we used to be when we were stuck in a van because we spent years together. Literally years. And some and um uh recently I've been working on some historical stuff for the band. It's a conversation for another time. More surprises that we have. But I've kind of been – you and I actually spent a long conversation, Mike. We were having a couple beers after at Sunday night almost going over tours because we had forgotten stuff. We I remember you, you were kind of helping me like, wait, when was that headline score and when did this – I remember we broke out a couple passes and we like figured out like, you know, what year we had to, was what. We had to go to the pass. We – Time yeah. literally huh. was erased from our – there's no timeline. I can't – we couldn't put together what year or who was on what tour. It was a mess in our, in our brains. And it was so – it was sad to me because as you guys know, I used to know it. I mean there was a time when we kept every show on the website. Yeah. Every show we played and I was like a factual encyclopedia with our history. Dan could be like, yo, what was the name of the place we played in Minnesota in 2004? It was called Lucky Boys, you know. It wasn't, but you know what I'm saying? But over the past couple of years, I've lost it because, you know, it's kind of sad, you know, like not achieving ultimately what we wanted in terms of making that our living. I had a hard time with that. And, you know, I put some stuff in the back burner mentally, but it was fun thinking of how much we did. Mike and I figured out in 2007, we were on the road. What did we come up with, Mike? Eight months out of the year. Uh, I think well remember there was that mystery if you want to count it that mystery real big fish tour that we found out the next morning when we took the dogs for a walk so it was like yeah. eight and a half months or whatever it was like, yeah it was the, it's insane 2007 was I think our busiest year pound for pound in terms of activity that's all we did I mean now yeah. granted we were totally broke I don't want to give anybody the wrong impression that we were no, doing we well didn't financially make any money. but the band sustained itself we yes. could go on tour and make enough to go on tour and make enough to go on tour and make enough to go on tour i mean we went we went around the world that year yeah. i mean that was that was our big year and, and again 2003 2004 2005 2006 we toured our balls off and traveled a bunch and went to foreign countries 2008 we were really busy but mike and i figured out that 2007 that was the year that was the that was the big year of Holy shit! That you know? perihelion, yeah, if you will. we're just rocking, and we set our all-time show record in 2007. What was it, Mike? Did you say 21? Oh, in a row, yeah, it was 21 in a row. That's an extraordinary number across across multiple countries. Across countries, that we was were the, in the uh, UK and Europe 21 days straight. Good to go tour with Weedus, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which went fish. right into the real big yep. fish European tour. I mean, that's that tour was so crazy. Kai basically had a nervous breakdown at it's the true. end of it. It was just too yeah. much. It was we were it was just grueling. 
Oh, holy shit. I had, I had freaking walking pneumonia and I was misdiagnosed and I was literally like vomiting phlegm in my bunk. And you guys are like, dude, that's not getting any better, J-Man. Like you should only have that for a, a couple of days. It's been like a month. But um, just it was crazy how much we did all the memories. You and I had a great time talking and laughing, but we went into the same roles. There there, there was me forcing Mike to count CDs and T-shirts. You know what I mean? Like it, like we were yeah. 20, like we were 25 years old. Like, OK, Billy, let's uh, let's count the shirts. Damn, there's only like 30 shirts left. <laughs> Fuck you, J-Man. I'm done. Yeah, there's literally only like, well, I mean, like, I what he was, was it? Kidding. Like, yeah, it was like a duffel bag of shirts, you know what I mean? But it was just <laughs> nice to, I mean, it was old times, man. It was yeah, nice yeah, to, yeah. I wanted the whole experience. Not only did I want to jam, I wanted to do the stuff that you and I might love, like the merch. You and I like yeah. the business side of it. You like buying flight cases and duct tape and stenciling shit. And I like t shirts and hoodies. You know, you've always Stealing been. Stealing money, all that. Yeah, but Mike's been a guy that even <laughs> before he was in Army of Freshmen. <laughs> Um, hey, iced tea is expensive these days. Man. Um, uh, Mike's always been a guy. You love the process of being in a band. Talk about that. Even since you were in high school, you, like me, were a guy that loved the idea of being in a band and all the bullshit that comes with it. It's not the all fun. Yeah. Some people actually like just they like to jam and party. But there's other stuff that goes into it. And you were a guy that enjoyed that. You know, was that something that always called to you? And have you missed it over the years not being able to be a part of that? Um, okay. To answer your last question there. Yes. Um, I, I miss that part of it, but to where it stems back to and what kind of kept me driving is, you know, uh, you and I both talked about this, this past weekend and for the last 15 years, but it's the thing that we wanted to do for our career. If you call it, I mean, we love doing it, but it was, it was something we wanted to succeed. And like with anything, you got to put in time, you got to put in effort if you want it to succeed. You know, we, I'm sure we can all list a, a, a list of people that we know that try and do something, whether it's music or, or video or artistic, you know, or not, and they don't put in the effort and it goes nowhere. So my thought was always make this as efficient, get organized, get ahead of it, do a little bit of work each day. And as long as you're putting in the work ethic, something's going to happen, you know, and, and to be 100% honest, that took me from playing in a punk band in high school to meeting some guys from Chicago and playing in a punk band from Chicago to meeting you guys to moving to California and, and basically making uh, nearly a decade worth of memories that uh, I think about yeah. daily. And yeah, Millie kind why, of drove across the, the country. In, you know? It's true. Yeah, he started in high school on the East Coast and then he relocated to the Midwest and, and got a little bigger, you know, bigger project. And then he relocated to the West Coast and was an even in a bigger project. So you are really a testament to a guy that got good at drums and was willing to put the work in. And, and you know, you, you went up the pipeline. Hey, did you ever get to that band that was able to be a full time living? No, nah. but you came damn close, just like me and Dan did, because we were in the same project with you. I mean, we were knocking at that door, man. Like we were definitely close to making it a full time career. I mean, we were the victim of sort of, I think, you know, what happened financially with this country and, and culturally too. the whole downloading thing. We were just right on that edge of you bump us on the cusp. Yeah, you bump us two years to the left and we're probably still probably making a small living doing this, you know? But I mean, Chris, you and I have talked about this numerous times, but um, despite what you just said, which is accurate, we got to do things that a lot of people that we know that did have a partial success and, and financial mm -hmm. career, they haven't gotten to do. So True. I, I have no regrets. Um, it was, you know, it's amazing to, to be able to look back and you go, holy crap. Like, yeah, I'm sure Dan and I talked about this before, but like you, you try and mention to anybody that doesn't know you from the band days oh yeah this one time in china oh this one time in this country yeah. like 
that's just not something that they can wrap yeah. their heads around. And, yeah. and it's yeah, you, amazing to think about, you know. You told me a story about you were I, somebody at work. This is a long time ago. You told me the story, but something came up. I think it was even like, you know, like groceries or something. It's not something to do with like, hey, man, look at these Chinese pears. And you're like, oh, man, I remember when I was in China, like you were just saying. And the guy was like, uh, what? Like, what were you doing yeah. in China? Like, oh, I was I was jamming. Wait, what the fuck? Like, were you in the military? Like, no, I was right. in a, a rock band. Like, wait, you what? Like, that's very hard for guys. Like now, I mean, the, the I teach at a, a basically a women's fitness gym, and it's super cool. And I do this boxer size thing. But, my mom goes there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. Mom goes there. Um, she don't take my class, but she goes there. At any rate, Keep um, on your mom, like yeah. I, 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 every once like tonight, I put on Concrete Hope, and <laughs> I made everybody work out to it, and nobody had any idea. That, and I took video too, just to prove it. Um, nobody had any idea it was it was my band. Nobody had any idea that it was I, me. Rocking. I have kind of a similar story. It's crazy. I mean, fifteen people, yeah. you know, doing sprints to a song that I co-wrote with you guys. And afterwards, one lady was like, "Man, that song really pumped me up. That's a good jam." And she God thought it was right. she thought it was Blink. And you know what? I didn't even say oh. anything. I just let her think. She's like, "Oh man, I don't know that Blink One Eighty Two song." Now, grand, this is like a fifty year old woman who probably thinks anything that's fast and has distortion is a Blink One Eighty Two song. That's but, how big they but are. But people were rocking, and I'm like, "Man, it's kind of neat that somebody would interpret that song that we wrote as to as be a at the song. level of a bit a big act." You know, what were you going to say, Nan? Oh, I, I was just going to mention that when my brother got married. When he had his reception here in California, because he lives on the East Coast, he asked me to make a mix. So I made the mix for the, the whole, like, reception. And, of course, I threw it at the end of the day, because why wouldn't you? Yeah. And nobody noticed except his friend from Canada that, like, her ear cocked. And this was late in the mix. It was deep. And she was like, oh, I, I heard that end of the day. Like, so she bought, brought out, you know, sound out. And, like, what is this? And, like, oh, I saw, I saw you threw in the Army of Freshman songs. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah. her, his one friend, like, caught me on it. But yeah. everybody else, no idea, because it fit right in. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, Mike, Mike, back back to, you know, everything you've been up to. Obviously, everybody's stoked. We've got such a good response. Um, tell us, uh, like, what are you looking forward to? What are a couple of things that you're looking forward to? Because you haven't toured in a very long time. You haven't jammed with us in a long time. Dan and I have toured a bit since, you know, you you were in the band. We've had a couple tours. I'm not not extreme, you know, not big, massive shows or anything. But what are you looking forward to? Like what what gets that old drummer kid in high school that wanted to be in a band? Like what what stokes you, you know? Um, I I guess I don't know where to start, but the uh, the two biggest areas I can think of is one. um, There is something special, as you mentioned, this just even this past weekend. It happened for Kai's wedding as well. when the six of us get in a room together and actually with our extended, you know, friends and family, you know, however many that, that ends up being, but it's like, what is it? Like the Voltron assembles. And like you said, it's just this weird thing happens when we're all together. And I think being all together and experiencing, you know, uh, the run of shows together and having fun and, and BSing and ragging on each other and, you know, tipping back a few beers, that's, probably my number one thing but um Mm. i will say this from a personal standpoint and this happened to us once before i I know it happened to a few of us on stage but um there is going to be a different way that i appreciate playing each one of these shows Mm -hmm. and you know when when we got what i said 100 percent. i'm with you on that part different appreciation is what you're saying so 2007 
every other month we're in another country touring and I remember a lot of it sort of um, and it was <laughs> amazing but the difference like we played Brixton Academy on that Get Happy tour with Bowling yeah. for Soup and the Bloodhound Gang that's a 5,000 legendary legendary famous UK venue like the place to play like the yep. step before you go to the arenas yes. you know? yeah legendary place you know, what the only place bigger than that is Wembley right I mean, at, at that point, almost, you know, uh, eh. I mean, there's probably other places we don't know about. You sure. Know, but, sure. But it's sure. a big ass place. Bottom line is it's a big ass legendary place. Well, I, I had a few beers. I remember the basics of what the inside of that place looks like this time. Mm. There's going to be something special. And I think yeah. what it was going to kind of relate to me, too, is when we went to China. Right. We had uh, you and I just talked about this last weekend, but there was a period for the year prior to that tour where we had. Um, had some some frustrations and oh, it's uh, where things really took a took a turn for us. You know, we were on fire in 07, 08 and then 09 was when we got gut yeah. punched. And yep. I mean, everything just was terrible. Everything just kind of stopped. Dried up. And you, and we you got know, this one crazy opportunity to go to China. Thank God. You, I, I don't even remember pick. why we were at the jam room to practice for any other reason, but maybe just trying to get together or maybe we're trying to write something. But that, that came about. And I remember us being like, well, you know, like, all right, we were a little... I'm not going to lie. I, at that point I was a little jaded and a little frustrated. And so we decided to do it. And we were on stage for that festival at that, uh, mm. music school. I can't remember which town that was in. Um, was that in Beijing? No. Where was that? It was the, the mini festival one. though. Yes. Yeah. That was a mini festival. That was in one of the, um, Zhengjiang, Zhengjiang, Shenzhen, Chengdu, Shenzhen. It's Chengdu. No, that was, was the zebra festival. Oh yeah, that's right. Is that not the one? At any rate, it was Omitting. it was one of the there best days of my entire yes. life. There was a moment where, and we have it all on film. It's it's up on YouTube and stuff. But you were translating uh, through our our label partner there, um, kind of how much we appreciated being there. And I remember looking Kai. He was over at the at the drum kit, like right, facing me, right. and we had tears running down our face because it just it totally set a different appreciation and uh uh-huh. and then we That's rocked cool. the hell out of that song and it was fun so i, I don't know is it gonna be that crazy i don't know that was a different time in all of our lives but i just i will appreciate the experience and going to see more sites yeah. when we're on the tour so it's gonna be really fun yeah i'm with you i think appreciation and dan agreed like i'm ready to really just enjoy this you know i know i used to um we dan we talked about this but I, like i you're young. We had different goals. I had different goals. Sure. I wanted to be signed. I wanted to be on a major label. I wanted all of us to make a living doing this. Uh, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? We all have different jobs. We have different lives, and children and family and all sorts of stuff. So now we can just take it in and enjoy it with no pressure. Yep. If the doors aren't open and we're supposed to go on stage, this is my old pet peeve. I know you guys know. I mean, it's a big one. I, I talk you off a ledge one day my fucking mind i mean i would be utterly violently furious because my whole philosophy was there's a thousand people out there and this is how i make my living and this is i need to sell cds to those people to survive and keep this show on the road and make my band bigger i'm on this tour i've been brought here to perform on this stage and the venue is running late Literally, a guy that's supposed to just unlock the fucking door is late to work, and now he's he's fucking with my with my my future, my everything. I used to be incensed about that, and I even told myself that's the worst thing that used to happen to me on tour. And you know what? That happens, Mike. We talked about this on the phone. Say la vie, say la. 
Who gives a fuck? I can't control it. I just want to have a great time. I mean, even the people that we're bringing on this tour are close friends of ours. Such a great group of people we're going to have. The other bands, I'm just going to have fun. I literally want nothing to bum me out. The last tour we went on, I ran into one or two situations that really ruffled my feathers. And that's not what this is about, man. I just want to have a great time and appreciate things. I want to, like you said... I remember Brixton, but I don't remember Brixton. I want to go take a walk with you, Mike, and like, let's check out this whole motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, what <laughs> totally. the fuck does Brixton look like? Let's check well, out I'm this whole bitch, you know? I'm going to move <laughs> in and stay yeah, there. Totally, totally. <laughs> I mean, every aspect of this tour, I just want to appreciate it. I can't wait for everything. Going to the airport and having a beer. I just want to have a good time with all gonna of it. Going to have a Sprite. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sprite and a tea. Really inside. There's a sport. Really inside. Sure, yeah. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm with you, man. It's all about appreciation. And with that said, I I appreciate that you're back in the band. I appreciate we're getting this opportunity. I am thankful yet again. My whole career has been multiple thanks to Bowling for Soup, who uh, even after all these years are still taking care of us. Yep. I'm just thankful for the whole thing and so appreciated and so very grateful. Uh, so pumped up. I am. I am looking forward to this. Mike, looks like you have something. So I was just oh, going to say. So I'm holding up uh, wow, for those of you look on at Facebook. That. So this is the original 2007 oh my God. Get Happy now Tour. Now you have to understand, Mike, most people don't watch this. They listen to this. Right. All, all our, list, our people listen to it. So wow. Mike is holding up a drum head signed by the entire 2007 tour. The Get Happy yep. Tour. I see this a boobaloo. Which um, one? Is that, is that Get Happy 1 or Get Happy 2? This two. is, uh, I think this has Wheatus on it. So this is. One. This is That's you. one. That's one, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. I have, I have a couple boxes of that stuff. Cool, and I, you know, started cool hanging piece. up stuff. And you think about this before you even called me. You start thinking about stuff like this. And you're like, holy crap, I got to do that. And then you call me and we get to do it again. Is kind of, kind yeah. of awesome. So yeah. I need to get you know a 2017 10 year later, you know. Dude, I was fucking going to say that. You got to get one and just get the whole thing signed and put it right next to it. That'd be really dope. Absolutely. You know, that'd be really cool. Especially if you got a poster for both tours, you know, and like, well, you put were, it together. Yeah. You were always really good at collecting that stuff. And for lack yes. of a better term, for us, you would bring home yep. 12 posters and give one to each of us because we were all like, whatever. And then we would get right. home and be like, I wish I had that, you know? Yeah. So I, I got a box full of stuff that you probably brought back for me. But that one was one of the things that I did. And so I, I want to, I guess, not that I'm out there to get, you know, a collection of goodies, but just, uh, I don't know. I want to, I want to. <laughs> Absorb it a little bit more and appreciate it, you know, when we're there. Because yeah. uh, I never, I never lot. expected to do that again. And dude, we're all, all a lot older, not a little bit Perfect. older. We yes. are a lot older than we used to do that. And uh, I think with, with with being older comes a certain appreciation of anything in life. You know, well, I that's mean, I think why we're bringing a licensed paramedic with us. Yes, yes, totally. So, Mike, um, make it, make we're pumped to have you. Everything's awesome, and and uh, thank you so much for obviously being a part of this. And uh, and we we got a couple surprises. We can't. You actually have something that you're working on. I mean, I know you, we don't want to tell people what it is. It's in conjunction with our 20th anniversary. Um, are you excited about this project that you are bringing to the table that will probably be announced in the next month? Let me just say this from without giving any spoilers from just starting to put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't stop laughing or trying to tell something about it that no one around me understands. And I think uh-huh. it's going to be really <laughs> special for 
our fans and friends that have known us for the last two decades to just get a little piece of what this is. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. It, it's nothing uh, unbelievable, but it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be yeah, fun. Yeah. Like I said, we're, we're doing a couple things coming we up are. that are going to be really fun. Um, uh, Mike, really quick, uh, just a final question about tour. Um, and we, people are actually asking this, writing in, um, you had quite the reputation back in the day as a drinker. Everybody. What? <laughs> well, maybe that what? answers my question. Maybe that answers I don't know my what question. You're talking about. Everybody, Jim, everybody this is knows a that. Yeah, and 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 the thing about it, when it comes to drinking with Mike, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. Mike, by no means you weren't a drunk. You weren't an alcoholic. Well, maybe you're an alcoholic, but you weren't a drunk nothing or anything like that. Um, you know, nothing like that. And but you never got sloppy. But you could drink and drink. And drink. You would be the guy that would be hanging out with the last guy, whoever on the tour of four bands. Yeah, and and usually <laughs> me. And Dan, you and Dan were the guys that could really go for a long time. Do you still have that ability? Like, if beer start getting poured at five o'clock, are you still fighting the good fight at three in the morning? Uh, I mean, or are we yeah, going to see Dad Millie? Are we going to see Dad Millie again? Where I'll like, be asleep by nine. nine o'clock comes and he's asleep. No, I mean. I'll, I'll tell you this. I still, my <laughs> wife and I, really do still do appreciate the uh, the alcohol. And uh, with two kids at the end of the night, sometimes you just gotta have a nightcap. So we, we've been staying yeah. uh, in in uh, shape, drinking shape. But I'm not going out there to rage and and pull an old 2007 <laughs> or anything. But uh-huh. I want to go have fun. And I definitely yeah, expect I- that Clark will fall asleep in the lounge next to me and off the sharpie. And it's just gonna happen. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> well, sometimes you know how it is on tour. Like a band will put a guy up, and it's almost an unspoken thing. But like we're sending one of our boys on an all night rager, and you're sending one of your boys, and we'll see who's standing. The question is, you know, who do we send when when combat like that comes? You know. You remember the great story of when I, when I was stepped to, if you will. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what year that was, but yeah, that was rough. That's probably not something okay. I should brag about, right? <laughs> okay, but so so we still don't know who's our guy. Huh? No, I mean no, it's no. still you or Mike, right? In ter- I think so. Longevity. I'm not talking about how intense what you are partying with is. I'm talking about just you guys could go for an extended period oh, of time. Yeah, no, I can still drink all day. That's yeah. not. If I want to see somebody go nuts within an hour, my guy's Kai. I mean, that's just the bottom line. But in terms of all my in terms of hey, we need somebody to hang in there and really go long. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can probably still hang. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, Mike, really quick um, before we let you go, um, let's uh, keep some some non some non tour stuff uh, to to throw your way, dude. Music, any bands, and normally Dan and I talk about hey, anything you've been listening to the last couple of weeks. Well, we haven't talked to you in seven fucking years. What you so, got over the past yeah. couple years? Any bands, any music, any artists that you've been a fan of that you would recommend? And even if it's old school shit, what what have you been listening to for the past couple of years? Uh, I, I mean, you know me and, and my my like for um, kind of uh, punk rock music. That's my background. That's everything I came from. But um, I, to be 100 percent honest, I found it really difficult, which I'm sure you guys can relate to, to find very many unique or kind of um, uh, passionate driven records in the last couple of years. There's only dude, a hell few. Yeah, I'm like an. I'm like you an know? old man, dude. I can't find anything new that I like. Like Kai finds new I, shit all the time, but, but he always has. He always has. That's his thing. Yeah. But so I, who do you so like? That's the what, funny what's, thing what's is I, I try. 
I try and I just can't do it. But anyway, there's a couple bands that put out records in the last, some this past or this year, some in the last year or two. Um, so I, I kind of made a little list here just in case you asked me. Um, oh, so look at Mike did his homework. Yeah, yeah I, I, I figured. You know, I was trying, I was actually trying to think about it because I listen to the podcast. You know, and and you guys have talked about it numerous times, and I'm like, yeah, what what do I am I really into recently? But um, I will say this: <laughs> there is a band from. I believe it's Toronto and they are called the Flatliners and they Flatliners. started off as a kind of faster melodic punk band, but they have gotten a little bit into their songwriting uh, time of getting in there. And um, they have a new record out this year called inviting light. That is such a mix of different genres together, but the guy's voice is so passionate and um he's just he really drives home that he's he's got something on his mind and so i don't hear that a lot so i really appreciated that record um i will check that out i know kai said a lot of good things about them i feel like that's a band that he's brought up before in the cast possibly yeah, I, I that band set fire to reason we played a show with them in chicago and i saw them uh, open for the bouncing souls earlier this year but uh just cool. really good really good guys and really uh really good record um this is a personal one, and you're going to laugh, J-Man, because you know me, but um, the newest Flogging Molly record, you know my background, you know me, um, uh-huh. is is so good. And my favorite part about it is that the title of the record is called Life is Good, and every song on there is just kind of like thinking about just mm. the good things in life. And in this day and age, everyone can use a little bit of that. So um, cool. that was a great nothing record. Wrong flog- nothing wrong with Flogging Molly. I'm going to tag on to Kai's two records of the year, uh, Descendants' uh, newest record and Face to Face's newest record. Love that one. And then uh, a band I've been listening to since I was in high school. They are from uh, Sweden. Their name is Millen Colin. And they put out a record oh, this yeah. past year that is Do called they True stop putting it? They, they must have like 18 million yeah, records. They've been yeah. at it forever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was 16 or 15 when the first time I heard one of their songs, So, um, which was like last week. So. 1886. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was 90, 98. No, I'm kidding. Um, you know who's a big fan of them? Real quick, uh, is uh, my friend Jeff Small, who I grew oh, yeah. up with. Um, who is a fresh talk, occasional fresh talk listener. Pops in. He's baby, really, really well versed on his punk rock. Legit. It's not one of those guys that gave it up after high school, like stay with the genre. But he is a died in the wool, or at least was mm. melancholy man. I remember the first record with the birdie with the X's on the eyes. Like, he was the guy that was, like, a big, big, you know, uh, supporter of that record. So that band clearly still holds up for people. If you if we ever got a chance right now in this day and age to do a show or, you know, run a shows with those guys, Clark would probably join their band because they are obsessed with craft beers. They literally tour the <laughs> world trying to find craft beers. And that's why they're, they did an interview. And that's why their record is called True Brew. <laughs> they're like on the search for the truest brew and they compare them from country to country. So Clark would fall oh, in I love with those guys. Them. I got yeah. that. Do they, have a, do they have a Moog player? Because they need one. Well, one day we'll one. tell the yeah. fucking story about how Dan almost played on a rancid record, which I still That's resent true. him for because he fucked up. He doesn't I didn't s- fuck up. He fucked up. They went with the guy from the sound. What do you want? He fuck. You could have got on that fucking record, have. and it's a good yeah, ass record too. I may add. Yeah. Um. Uh. Mike. Anybody else? Anybody? Any other couple names you want to throw out there? So there is a band that actually we have mutual friends with, and they haven't put out a record since 2014. But um, played a few shows with them, and I, I they're amazing. They're called the Shell Corporation, the Shell and it is um, 
Sean, he was the bass player in Lemieux Lapeur for a brief period of time. Oh, um, they're wow. from LA. Okay. Damn, that's going way back. And the guitar player was from a band that I really like called a Wilhelm Scream. And um, they put together this project in I, I, their last record's called Mandrake, and it is pretty awesome. It's it's got some angst. It's very political, um, but in the in the right way, not in the just screaming, you know, stupidness into the phone in the microphone kind of thing. But um, I just listened to it the other day and I forgot how good it was. So I, um, I appreciated that, that record. So Excellent. Well, Hey Mike, um, you know, this has been a very long conversation, but it's been awesome. Uh, we are stoked that you are back. I know everybody that's friends and fans of ours are stoked that you're back. I mean, this tour just gets more exciting and more exciting. Honestly, if you haven't bought your tickets yet and you're a listener of fresh talk and you're in the UK, Better get on it because legitimately, I'm not just saying that in a hokey way. They are selling. We thought it would sell well. It's selling better than anticipated. And it's it's looking like this could be the type of tour that sells out. So don't think you're going to walk up to the door. Get your ticket ahead of time. Come to multiple shows. <laughs> you know, uh, Come out. I mean, say hi. It's going to be awesome. You will get to see Mike. You will get to see the Millie. And guaranteed, you'll probably get to hang out and party with the Millie. We are very easy to find. And we're looking forward to seeing so many friends over there. Mike, you know, Dan and I, we're spoiled. We've got to go over there a couple times since you've been in the band. True. I'm, you've got to have a couple people over there that you're ecstatic to see. Like, for us, we haven't seen them in three years. For you, it's maybe seven years since you've seen some of those people. Yeah, there there is a, a long list of people that have been kind of hitting me up on uh, on Twitter and stuff, and we've been already kind of starting the banter back up. But uh, I have a feeling some of our, our buddies and all those bands that uh, that we've played with and are friends with over there, we're gonna just have a raging fun time every night. Oh God, and, uh, I mean, think of all our them. bros over there, the Albright guys, the yeah, Ten I was gonna say how is Liam? guys, the AMFs, uh, AMFX guys, the Lost guys. I mean, there, there's tons of bands that we had the pleasure of, so of becoming many. friends with. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's God, it's going to be great. So, Mike, you will obviously be back on Fresh Talk. We will be talking to you for sure uh, over the next coming. I mean, it's kind of getting close. Four man. months. It's four months. Four months. Four months. You know, over the next couple months, obviously, we'll be talking a whole lot. We will be announcing a big project that you're spearheading, I think, next month, sometime in November. I think it'll probably be announced. So, yes, if you're listening to this, there's your little people always want there's inside your info. There's your teaser. Yeah. We got another Army Freshman surprise coming. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's the plan. Uh, real quick, I mean, we know who has to kick off the Bossa Nova tonight, Dan, but of course. real quick, where can listeners of this fine podcast find us? Where can they invite, right? We, we need some reviews. God damn it. You need to get on the old iTunes. Say a nice thing about the podcast. It is very helpful because we get bumped up in searches. I actually had somebody try and find it recently, and they couldn't find it. They were also 45, and they don't know how to look for podcasts, but... I was just going to say, you search for Fresh Talk. I did it, and it this sh- morning. should come up. It yeah. should. It should. And you're a podcatcher of choice. So whatever program That's you a- use to listen to podcasts, be it the iTunes or the Apple uh, iOS podcast app, you use uh, no. Overcast or you use Dogcatcher or Pocket Cast, which I prefer, uh, subscribe and you'll get the podcast every single week. When Additionally, it it, yeah, when, when I get around to posting it, which is definitely never as timely as it should be. Additionally, if you later? follow us on... It's just, Six days, it's fine. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, which you should if you enjoy this podcast, uh, you will get notifications when we go live. And like we've mentioned in the past, we don't have the luxury of giving a lot of notice to when we go live. It'll usually be 
five to 95 minutes of yeah, like, hey, then, we're, we're going then, up. Then you get to see it. Right now, if you're listening to this podcast live on Facebook, you actually see us. It's there a is, visual and, and podcast. There, there are a handful of people that are on the on the podcast. You can see Mike. You can talk. You can, We've had conversations yeah, in the sidebar chat of, of uh, Facebook. It's wonderful. Join the yeah. – it's pretty cool. So if you want to contribute and be there live – Follow us on Facebook, and we'll let and you know when we're going know live. When we actually record, and yep. for everybody else, you get to hear it seven days later. Seven to 14. Seven to 14 yep. days later. Well, hey, uh, with that said, <laughs> folks, thank you as always for listening. We hope you're pumped about Mike being back. Um, we know we are. Definitely. By, yeah. by the response online, you clearly are. Mike, we're so excited, man. You will be coming out to California again for some more jamming before the tour. Can't wait to see you again. Um, we will keep people updated every week with our weekly Get Happy announcement, just giving you the latest on the tour. Definitely. Getting you pumped up. And, uh, Mike, uh, would you would you please, as a returning member of Army of Freshmen and uh, getting ready to prepare for the new tour, would you do us the honor of cueing the bossa nova, please? Well, I want to say really quickly, thank you so much for having me on today. Let's talk more. we got some fun stuff to talk about. And uh, we do. Don't give me that look, Spoon Man. <laughs> Spoon Man, cue the bossa nova. Hey.